Thank you for tuning in at Ravenna Assembly of God. We hope you enjoy this message and are blessed from it. If you want to tune in to more messages, log on to RavennaAG.com and search under the media tab. Thank you and God bless. That go beyond just a holiday and make it something that is impactful and influential throughout not just the rest of the year, but through the rest of our lives. This is a special time that we can come together. We can bemoan the situation or we can see the potential in it and make it something that's totally solid, remembering, and impacting. I want to be able to look back and say, man, it, <laughs> somebody meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Amen? Uh, you can go ahead and throw up that first slide if you would, Heidi. Thank you so much. Let's face it, there's a bunch of things in turmoil. And right now, as we look at the shutdowns that are taking place, our school systems that are shutting down and going to remote, the people who have come down with COVID, and by the way, you know, we, we've got a number of people that have been exposed to different things. They're in quarantine. Even my grandson Noah is quarantined. His teacher came down with it. So, I, I mean, it's, it's all over the place. Brother Jim Black in the nursing home has COVID. We want to continue to remember him. There's just a number of things that, that, that can break your, well, it does. It breaks your heart. It pulls at your heartstrings. And uh, again, it, it just seems like everything is in total chaos. Avoid family gatherings at Thanksgiving. Okay. Now I got to be Thanksgiving Uber and take it to all the family. I don't mind that. I'll do whatever I need to do as I continue to pray over my family and over this house. I would ask you to do the same. But the truth of the matter is, and I hadn't planned on going this long with this kind of understanding, but this, this, this aspect, this word of chaos, it's what seems to be in place in so many different ways. How many, you know, my goodness, um, I, we could all end up explaining examples and talking about things, so forth and so on. But let me just say something here very quickly. This message is not a brand new message. It's got some new points to it. But this is something God has been dealing with me about the past couple weeks as far as bringing this puppy back and talking about it in the midst of what we're walking through. Now, I say that because you're probably going to remember some things from it, I hope. But I want to reiterate the points that are in front of us as well. So let's begin, first of all, from Romans chapter 8. And it says, And we know all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. Boy, that can feel challenged. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined. I hope you understand what predestined means. I've explained this many times, but for those of you who might not have ever heard it, if you take your elbow and do this, it was predestined to work this way. Hello? I'd ask you to try it, but you'd probably hit your neighbor. Your elbow, I'll never forget, uh, I, w I used to wrestle the uh, 150-pound class. And I remember we were at practice one day, and everybody was sparring off and heard this large crack 
and somebody screaming that was sparring on the other side of the room. And when I turned over, it was, uh, well, it was a f classmate, a friend, and you could see his arm hanging down because he had busted his elbow. When I was in an accident a few years ago, in my side-by-side, -side, when it had rolled over on me, it separated my elbow <laughs> uh, within five degrees of being totally separated. So it wasn't made to work that way. I'll never forget. I mean, the doctors pretty much drug me up, but I'll tell you what, when one got on one side and the other got on the other side, and when one, two, three, <laughs> and pulled, and you heard that thing pop, you also heard right beside it some girl screaming. It, it wasn't meant to do that, okay? Well, let's just go on. Because the truth is, he has seen your life. He knows the predestination of it from the standpoint of how you were made to work. You might be broken. You might be out of place at this point. But he still sees your life, and he still sees your future, according to Jeremiah 29, 11. You are predestined, friend. If, if you never embraced that word before, I hope that you will embrace it today. It is a biblical proclamation in my book that's over your life. The scripture goes on to say, to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn. In other words, the forerunner, the one who goes before us. And we would be like siblings that come after among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified, just as if we'd never sinned. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. It goes on in, in, in the 31st chapter and says, or in the 31st verse, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? I want to encourage you today, friend. I, I really do. And the reason I want to do that is because Let's face it, it is easy to get bogged down, easy to get discouraged and find ourselves in a thing called chaos when we go through difficult seasons in our lives. It's, it's human nature when we're going through tough times to get discouraged. And what I want to do this morning is to look, to look at those difficult times those times of chaos that we find ourselves in that, that end up producing not just the sickness, but the, the ramifications of closing this, of avoiding that, jobs and finances, family tensions. <laughs> I had to smile at the guy talking, honey, and she's running away, you know. It's just, hmm, I didn't know that, never mind, I'm not going there right now. I know what I'm safe at. But I just want to, remind you what it, what it means and the reason it's so important to stay encouraged. You see, when you look at a person's story, you realize that that story is, is always separated into something called chapters. There are chapters in all of our lives 
in all of our stories here in this place. There's chapters in the stories of our business, chapters in the story, story of our church, chapters in the story of our families, of our children and grandchildren. But I want you to remember this. Chapters are chapters. They are not the story. Say that with me. Chapters are chapters. They are not the story. I like a good book, just like the next person likes a good book. And usually they're made up of many chapters that are a greater part of the whole. If, if you come into a chapter and it's good or maybe it's bad, it is not meant to be the story. They're, they're, they're like ingredients in a recipe, you know. You're pulling in this one, that one, and everyone else. They're, they're, they're there to contribute to the flavor of something greater than itself. I'm very tempted to begin to talk about food right here. But the problem is that some people, what they do is they take a chapter and they make it their story. And if you listen carefully, you'll hear them say, you'll hear them say well, you know, that's just the story of my life. Day late, dollar short. That's the story of my life. Two steps forward, three steps back. That's the story of my life. You hear people say, if anything is going to go bad, it's going to happen to me. That's the story of my Look, what they don't realize is that a day late was supposed to be a chapter, not the story. A dollar short was supposed to be a chapter, hello, not the story. Three steps forward, two steps forward, three steps, you know, it's, your theme song is not slip sliding away. It was meant to be a chapter, not a story. So my encouragement to you today is don't sabotage your story by embracing a chapter as the story. Chapters are just chapters. I said chapters are just chapters. Okay, let me try it again. I said chapters are just chapters. And everybody said, they're not the story. So remember this, God has always intended for our story to be the story of triumph. He's always intended for our story to be the story. Look, he always intends your story to be a story of victory. Throughout the word of God, you see this. I mean, for example, look there in your notes uh, at Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 2. Now, thanks be to God who, not occasionally, not sometimes, always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. I love that part. I love when I'm standing in the middle of things and things begin to come and all of a sudden it's not a matter of right or wrong. You begin to know his wisdom. And you speak that wisdom. You pray that wisdom. You prophesy that wisdom. See, this is a reference from Paul 
to the Corinthians, and they knew exactly what he was talking about. He was referring to this familiar scene of the military of that day, that, that when they won the victory, they would come home triumphantly from a battle. The, the parades would take place in the street, scream, not screaming, but singing and celebrating. He's referring, he's, he's referencing what he's just said to, to give them a word picture, to, to sort of equip them with an understanding that this is what God always has in mind for our lives. Friend, let me just tell you straight up front, it's not a battle free life. Can anybody say amen to that? It's not a life that's without change. It's not a life without struggle or adversity, but always, somebody, somebody say always. Oh, it's in your mask. Oh, you're mumbling now. Shout it out, would you? Always, yeah. It always leads us through that season in our lives to bring us back again. Hello? Back again, triumphant over all things, overcoming all things. God always has good things in mind for our lives. Can somebody say amen? Grab that imagery. Because if you're here this morning or you're sitting in your homes this morning and you're dealing with discouragement, with chaos. Now, now there's probably some of you today that are on top of the mountain. <laughs> Trust me, you'll need this soon enough. So just, just take some notes there. The psalmist wrote, David wrote, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. There you go. He didn't say, I'm going to camp in the valley, maybe build a house in the valley, thinking about starting a community in the valley. If you're going through a valley, God wants you to keep going. Don't stop. He wants you to go through the valley. So get this picture in your mind. you got to understand, you are predestined for a triumphant march when the battle is over. It's an old hymn we used to sing. Remember it? When the battle's over, we shall wear a crown. We shall wear a crown. Oh, we shall wear a crown. Oh, when the battle's over, we shall wear a crown. In the new Jerusalem. Then it goes on. Wear a crown. Wear a crown. Wear a crown. Wear a crown. It, oh, forget it. I'm not <laughs> I am predestined, just like Jesus was, to be an overcomer, to be a winner, and to triumph in all things. Can somebody say, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Listen, I believe this with all my heart. Some of the worst chapters make the best stories. Oh, yes, they do. The greater the adventure, the greater the adversity, the greater the challenge. We, I, I like, like I said, I, I, like, I like a good book, you know, something that keeps my attention, something that pulls on my heart. Uh, you know, it's interesting to see the shows people watch. 
they make great stories. I, I was thinking about a movie here not to, well, I, again this morning, it's, 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 it's a movie that was made back in 2009, but you probably remember it, it was called The Blind Side. It's, it's where this family at Thanksgiving time, you know, adopts this, brings this, this young man from high school that had uh, been out on the streets. He had, and he turns into that football player, you know, and, and it's like, what a powerful, powerful story. What did Jesus say? That in this world, you're going to have trouble. You're going to have tribulation. We're going to have hardship. And it's not just you. You know, young people as well. Young, a young person, and, and all of a sudden, you, you, your boyfriend or your girlfriend breaks up with you. And life is over. <laughs> it's like your world collapses. You don't know, forget it. But you know what? Each of us has gone through that. We, we get through that because there's bigger stuff ahead. Amen. No one wants to read a book without some adventure. Some of you have walked through addictions. Some of you have walked through alternate lifestyles or, or rebellious lifestyles. Or you've gone through broken relationships, abused, abandoned, and it's, and it's been hard. And that's been a chapter in your life. And that is a part of your story. But that is not, has not, and will not be your story. It's just a chapter. You got to remember, some of the worst chapters make the best stories. Bad chapters, friend, are not the story. Okay, we, we know this, but then why do we assume that our story is, is a bad one the, the minute an adventure or an adversity comes into our lives. Why, why do we assume that when something happens, it's all over now. It's, it's all, I knew it. I knew it. Every time I, I seem to get ahead, that it all just falls apart and I fall behind. Why, why do we not realize that the worst chapters make the greatest stories? And in all things, God is working for good. Can somebody shout good? Amen. Now, let's, let's, let, me, let me put it this way. You may not decide the chapters, but you do decide the story. You, you might not decide the chapter, but you do decide the story. None of us are the sole authors of our story. We have contributing authors. And, and I know that some of you are thinking probably in your mind that, well, you know, Pastor, it's, it's a nice idea, but this is for other people because you don't know. You, you don't know my parents. You don't know the person I was married to. You, you don't know my neighbor. Oh, you, you, you don't know what I'm dealing with right now. So it's easy for you, Pastor, to stand up there and use that platform to say all kinds of things like this. Listen. I'll say it again. There are a lot of contributing writers. Chaos out of control that's taking place. But listen, it's not chaos's story. It's not their story. It's 
your story. It's not theirs. It's yours. And, and yeah, there are people who have put in their parts, their plots that are formed in the chapters, chaos that is swirled around, but those are just contributing writers. They are just chapters. Everyone say, my story. This is my story. You need to get down, dirty, and gritty with it. This is my story. I'll get to that one later. I don't, I've heard you sing. No, just stay right there. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. When God presented the animals to Adam back in Genesis, he presented Adam with the animals, and then he told them, Adam, name these things. And friend, what I want to declare to you in the same way, God presents you and me with scenarios and situations and circumstances and tells us to name them. Don't let them name you. Name them. It's up to us to decide. Is it an irreversible crushing stone? Is it a stumbling stone? Or is it a stepping stone? Don't let those circumstances and situations name you. You name them. It is a insum- I mean, it's an insurmountable problem, or it's an incredible opportunity, one of the two. What are you going to name it? What are you going to call it? If it's a justification for you to be bitter, or is it a reason for you to be better? Better than you've ever been in your life and in your future. What is it? We, you and I, get to name it. It doesn't get to name us. And friend, it ain't over. Good English, huh? It ain't over. Just because someone else wrote a line or wrote a situation into the... That's not their story. Don't you hate it when you're watching a show and as you're getting all grabbed into it and and the music's building and it intensifies and and it builds and you're on the edge of your seat because it's all boom, everything's gone. And then all of a sudden it just to be continued. I hate that. And especially when it's at the end of a season, you know what I mean? Oh, that just drives me nuts. Look, your entire demeanor may think may stink, but 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 you're like. No, this can't be the end of the show. There's got to be more. There's something, and and it's like, can I tell you something this morning? In real life, if you are a child of God, nothing can separate you from the love of God. I don't care whether it's death, life, angels, principalities, powers, things present, things to come. Nothing, nothing, nothing is big enough to triumph or to overcome you and your opportunity to live out a life of victory. Nothing. Can somebody say amen? I don't care whether it's at home, my home. Us guys call our homes castles, right? We get out of work. The thing we can't wait to do is get home and relax. 
take on, you know, get do something, you know, whether it's getting out in the dirt and mowing the yard or just getting into our, our place. It's like relaxing. <sighs> Ladies, I totally get it. You don't see your home as a castle. Do you see it as a second job? <laughs> okay? So I understand that. So please don't get mad at me when I say, you know, at, at home, that castle, that, that safety. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's just a part of things in our lives. And I have a place that I go to in the garage where I have my little echo dot. And I say, <laughs> Alexa, play, and I'll, I'll have a song that's already risen in my heart. And, 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 and it's like one of the Chris Tomlin songs, If God is for us, who can be against? Yeah, yeah. And I can dance out there, getting nobody seeing me. And then the dog will come wandering back in and take a look and go right back out. But you know what I do? I come out of there and I, I feel like I feel like it's Batman coming out of his bat cave. So that day, that stuff, it's just a chapter. And Pastor Batman is now on the scene. Because he's a child of God. <laughs> All I'm trying to say, you know, I got this image in my head now I don't, I don't want to have. I'm sorry. But what I'm trying to say is I'm predestined. You're predestined. There's a plan on my life. There's a plan on your life. Hello? Look, in, and look at your neighbor and just tell them it's just a chapter. Hello? Okay, one of the last things here. The, the end of a chapter is not the end of a story. Now, I've heard a lot of people telling me, I've seen woolly bears that are just totally black this year. That's not a good sign, friend. Black woolly bears tell us we're going to have a hard winter. Brown and black, you know, when the winter more than that, then we're going to have a nice little mild one. So, it, you know, if, if you see a black caterpillar say, I'm going to stand. No, I'm not going to go there. I'm gonna. But we all know the caterpillars, they, they know that, you know, he, that little bugger knows his time is up. It's come to an end. And we all know he's giving up. But God says, wait a minute. A, a butterfly is, is, is instead being born right now. It's not the end of his life. It's just the end of a chapter in his life. Look, Jesus, Jesus hung on a cross one day. Hello. On a Friday. Chaos. That's what it was when you look at it with a normal, natural eye, not knowing the outcome or what's going to take place. It was a day of chaos. And he said three powerful words on that cross. It is finished. What does that mean? Does it mean it's all over? <laughs> no. It means completion of a chapter. It means an end of an era. And an end of an era does not mean the end of a destiny. He proclaimed this chapter is over as if to say a new one has just begun. So why do we, in, in our human tendencies, do we try to linger so long? We get stuck in our Fridays. 
I'm thankful for the cross. I'm thankful for the suffering and the pain that Jesus took upon himself for me, as me. But friend, that was just a chapter. Friday was just a chapter. It was, it was just Friday, but Sunday was on the way. Something bigger. Some, Friday was to give way to Sunday. Chaos is to give way to Sunday. We, we have this tendency to hold on to our Fridays, to hold on to our, our chaos way longer way too long when God's called us to bigger and better things in our lives. Where God has called us to go from victory to victory. He's called all of us to keep on keeping on full speed ahead. Don't, don't slow down realizing and recognize that that's our destiny. We were born to win not lose. We were not born to linger in Fridays. We were born to move towards Sundays. And if Sunday hasn't appeared for you, let me tell you, I can assure you it's on its way. Because if you are a child of God, you are the head and you're not the tail. You're from above and not from beneath. Hello, somebody. You are, you are born of God, and everything born of God overcomes. I said, yes, it overcomes. It overcomes the world. So I'm just going to say it this morning. Somebody needs to just declare your Sunday today. You've been in Friday way too long. God has something better for you. He has better days ahead. Don't dwell. Don't dwell on Friday, because Sunday's coming. <laughs> Lift up your eyes. Redemption draweth nigh. Stand with me and begin that song, would you please? To me, this, this, this is the song that wraps this entire thing up. I would have surprised you with it, but somebody already... is mine Oh what a foretaste of glory divine Heir of salvation Purchase of God Born of His Spirit Washed in His blood Praising my soul. 
the enemy will try to rob you of your joy, rip you apart. I want to tell you straight up, you know, Brother Gene called me this week and said, uh, he's been praying for me. I was on his heart. Boy, did I appreciate that. And then he asked me for 500 bucks. Anyways, (laughs) I'll hear it from him. (laughs) But, But here's the thing. In all honesty, this had been one of the worst weeks I've had in a long time. And you can ask my wife about this. I've been groveling with everything that's come down the pike. It was blown out of the water that Barb Campbell passed away, and we had a funeral yesterday. And, and just with trying to put things together, try to make things work, trying to have everything in place, do all, I, 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 just, I just had been ripped apart inside. And God kept reminding me, this is just a chapter. It's just a chapter. It's not your story. God, I kind of feel like running away right now. It's just a chapter. Just a chapter. God, can I just sit at home and call in sick? Just a chapter. Because this is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. You want to break the lousy chains off the devil? Then start praising your Savior all the day long. Oh, you don't know. This is the end, man. You got so much trouble coming down. You so sick. You got all these problems. Your work ain't going to last. You're out of work. You're never going to fight. You too old to do anything about it anyways. Uh-uh. This is my story. This is my song. And friend, I want to encourage you to walk out of here in the victory that God has destined you to walk out of here in. Amen. 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 Lord, I thank you for this morning, and I thank you for your word. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your witness. I thank you for pulling down the the, the scales off of our eyes, off of our life that's been seeing nothing but the darkness when there is total light that is in you. So, Holy Spirit, I pray, continue to open the eyes of our understanding and fill us with the knowledge of your will. Continue to breathe upon your people once again, to raise them up, to stand in the face of the enemy and recognize his lies for what they are. God, we're not a people that stand in presumption. Uh Uh-uh. We don't just automatically assume we are people who are led by your Spirit. Washed in your blood, for that is our story. And I just pray that this morning, God, lift your people up once again and use them, empower them, anoint them, cause them to walk on water, allow them to know (laughs) they can do all things. Christ who strengthens them. This morning with every eye bowed, every heart praying, if you're in this place and you don't know Jesus Christ in that personal relationship and your heart to him says yes, yeah, I gotta know, I can't do this life without him. Then I'm gonna ask you with every head bowed, right where you're standing, 
would you mind just slipping your hand up saying, that's my heart, I'm saying yes to Jesus this morning because I want to pray for you right where you stand. I want to pray over you right where you stand. If that's you this morning and you're here, I don't want to lose this opportunity for you to say yes to him. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you again for the life you've given us through your son. And I pray your blessing upon this house, upon your congregation. May your name be all over them. As you anoint them, use them, breathe on them, renew them, and encourage them. I pray your touch and your hand in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give him praise this morning. I want you to know these altars are open if you'd like to find a place of prayer. We are here to pray with you. We have altar workers that are ready to stand over you and pray. But sometimes you just need that, I call it getting 